Hello everyone, my name is Aaron Sibley. I am going to be performing in the final of Unavodjita for San Marino on Saturday. Uh, and this is Building Bridges Podcast. Say na 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 I didn't know I don't know And maybe Building Bridges Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Dave, and this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Today, I'm building one very long bridge from my home in Canada to Eurovision's smallest country, La Serenissima Repubblica di San Marino. For reference, Canada is about 163,683 times bigger than San Marino. That's more times than they even have people. Yeah, I actually did the math. San Marino is just 61 square kilometers. Canada is just under 10 million. So it's absolutely remarkable that San Marino is choosing its 14th Eurovision Act this year in 2024. And it's the third year in a row that they're using the Una Voce per San Marino format. This is going to be the first of two back-to-back special San Marino episodes. And in this episode, we're going to speak with a direct finalist to their finalissima, which is on Saturday of this week, if you're if you're listening uh, when this goes out. So we'll be back tomorrow with a look at the selection show from the perspective of another finalist who had to go through the whole selection process. And at this point, you might be thinking, oh yeah, San Marino, little country, you know, must be a very small, simple national final show. Well, I've been kind of addicted to San Marino since I realized that they were in Eurovision, when I found Eurovision. I went there just before COVID, uh, absolutely loved it. So I've been following the show now since they started it in 2022. And this is kind of my... Uh, in a nutshell, guide, I guess, to how the whole thing works. So grab your coffee, sit down. This is as simple as I can explain all this. So you've got a country of just under 34,000 people. They're selecting an artist for Eurovision. Well, they allow people from literally the entire world to submit uh, into this selection process. The first phase was an auditions phase for emerging artists that were overseen by a jury. This process started back in November and continued until January of this year, and auditions were held at the San Marino Outlet Mall. I mean, you can't make this up. An outlet, I'm not even joking, at the mall. Anyway, on January 30th of this year, broadcaster RTV San Marino announced the 129 semi-finalists that came from the over 700 artists that were seen during the auditions at the mall. So they proceeded to the semi-finals that actually took place over two days last week. They were all filmed over two days and starting Monday of this week, the 19th of February and going until Friday, the 23rd of February, there's been a semi-final aired every day. So they've cut down those two days of filming into five shows. One of them, the one on Thursday, is set for just acts from San Marino. That's a very small show. All the others have 30-odd entries in them. 
And in each of those shows, there's one winner. That one winner goes to the final, while the four others, so second through fifth place, still following me, they go to the second chance round. That one will be aired on Friday this week, so the 23rd of February. Um, yeah, so that's going to happen Friday. Of course, you know, they were. All, it's already all filmed, so all these artists know what happened. They just they can't say anything. So don't check their Instagrams because they can't post anything. They've all signed waivers. Anyway, you're thinking now, wow, you know, that's, wow, really well thought out, well organized, very thorough. But we're not done. Because on Monday of this week, there was a press conference in Milan, in Italy for some reason, where they announced eight, possibly nine artists that are going to go and compete in the final directly on Saturday, without having done any of the auditions, without having done the semifinals, nothing. Plop, they're in the final. This exact plot twist happened in 2022. So during the first edition of Una Voce per San Marino, when Achille Lauro, fresh off of his Sanremo uh, performance, was one of the big artists announced again literally the week of the final, days before it took place, he went on, won the whole thing, and the artists we're about to speak with, now that I've finished trying to explain how all this works, finished in third place just behind Achille. This year, uh, some of the big names expected include Jalis. They were the ones that sang Fiumi di Parole for Italy in 1997 at Eurovision. And there are a few others, including one woman that worked with uh, some AI company in the UK, and she's going to sing a song entirely written by AI, so we'll see that on Saturday. Uh, but the ninth big artist might actually be, drumroll, Loredana Berté, who is going to sing potentially Pazza, also just recently off of Sanremo. So her people are still talking to San Marino's people. Like we've got San Remo at San Marino. It, it's all very confusing. Anyway, Aaron Sibley is the guy we're going to talk to today. He's a British singer-songwriter who is absolutely, you know, bonkers for Eurovision. He's a big Eurovision nerd, like I'm sure. Well, you know I am. I'm sure you are too if you're listening to this. He actually has a YouTube channel where he reacts to songs. He's been doing that for a few years now. He's tried before, he's tried for Moldova back in 2018, and obviously now this is his second go uh, at trying to get to Eurovision, so he's trying to get to uh, Malmö via San Marino. He was an emerging artist back when Una Voce per San Marino started in 2022, but this year he was chosen as one of the big established artists that were announced on Monday along with Loredana and Jalis and some of the others. Have a listen to his reaction when I mention Achille Lauro's name during the interview. So, take it away, Aaron. So you were you were in the final two years ago. So what's brought you back to Una Voce per San Marino in 2024? Well, um, so I mean, last time I was there, I had a great time. Uh, and also, like, it was, I mean, I've been doing this for, like, forever, right? But it was, it was, it was definitely a milestone. I feel like it was one of those moments I look back on and I think, actually, this was a pivotal kind of chapter in the progression of my career. So, I always hold, like, a special place of this competition in my heart. And um, 
so yeah when when i um got the call that i was invited back as a big artist i thought you know what this is this is my time i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna bring it so i'm excited so they, they that was my next question if you had applied with i guess the pool with everybody or if they had come to contact you directly to see if you wanted to come back as a big artist that's really really cool <laughs> yeah, so there are different, like, obviously, you know that there's the emerging artist category. I don't know if that's what they're calling it this year still, but obviously there's those two separate categories. Um, and previously having won that, um, it kind of gave me the, the I don't know, validation to be able to sort of qualify as a big artist. Um, so, I mean, I've been in touch with them forever being like, you know, is there a chance I can come back? Because I was very keen to last year, actually. Um, and yeah, came to fruition. I'm very excited. So how long have you been sitting on this and had to keep your mouth shut and been forcing <laughs> to tell everybody? Well, I mean, officially, too, too long. Um, however, the person that I wrote the song with, Max Cinnamon, um, we actually met back in the 2022 uh, final. And we started writing the song very soon after that. So we have been sat on this for forever, it feels like. And it's been through so many stages. It's been through so many different types of production, but we have just been so excited for this song because we believe in it so much. And the fact that now it's um, you know gonna be on the stage, we're like, okay, we're, we're ready. Okay. So can you tell us about it? It's called Human, right? Yes. It's called Human. Um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, um, but it's it's a very it's a very deep and mysterious song. It's 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 just talking mostly about the fact that we as humans are so stuck in our kind of like nine to five structure, but also deeper than that, we're also stuck in kind of believing what we're told to believe and not thinking outside the box. And if you don't fit with the status quo, then you start questioning what's wrong with you. So it's a very beautiful message, I think. And visually, it will be um, it will be a show. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Right. So we're recording this on what is it? Wednesday. Oh my god, the week is flying. So when when do you leave for your, I guess, Italian slash San Marinese holiday slash adventure? <laughs> um, I leave on Friday morning, um, and. Because the show's on Saturday and I thought to myself, oh, I'll just go on Saturday morning, it's fine. But then I remembered how many different connections there were to get there. And I thought, no, I am not risking it. I'm just going to go on Friday. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go on Friday morning and that gives me plenty of time to sort of get settled and whatnot. Right. So do they do the whole big like pre-show rehearsals? Um, there should be, yes. Um, you know, plenty of time to sort of scrutinize the... Uh, staging and all the lights and everything like that we'll have a run through but um to be honest i feel very very prepared so i'm looking forward to kind of getting there and just seeing it all play out how you know we're envisioning it too and yeah ready to rock the show <laughs> yeah. so obviously i mean you're you're british this is a san marinese show the show yeah. itself is very international um you've been back and forth a few times have you you've been able to judge um like the locals in san marino do they do they know this is going on are they eurovision fans like what have you have you had any interaction with them yeah so um 
I can't really speak for like the average citizen there because I didn't speak to a lot of different people that actually like resided there. Um, however, the whole uh, the whole sort of center is just plastered with advertisements, and you can see it like going under the bridge on the motorway. There's like a sign there, so it's definitely like there is a lot of excitement for it, and I think that people are very aware it's on. Um, you know, and like last time when I was there and and I won the show, like some people would recognize me, which is pretty sweet. So. Yeah, it's definitely got following. Perfect, excellent. Well, if you win, would it be strange for you to represent like the other country you're not from? Like in a way, uh, did you have a chance to learn any Italian for that matter? Because like as much as we saw from the show, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lack of English in the show. So maybe knowing a little bit of Italian wouldn't, you know, wouldn't yeah, have... Could come actually good through in a way that it could help you uh, getting in the for way. sure. Yeah. Um, so to answer the first part, it would be strange for sure in the sense that you know I, I'm I'm not from there, but I feel a lot more like like I belong in this kind of situation, especially now because I had my involvement and won the competition last time I was there. So I do feel a real connection to the country and also. Um, you know, the fact that they opened it up to international competition, I think kind of throws the rule book out of the window a little bit with this kind of thing. Um, and if I win, I would definitely kind of like go there and sort of do them proud and be very much representing San Marino. I, you know, not obviously the UK, I'll be very much focused on representing San Marino, um, which is really exciting. Um, and in terms of learning the language, I mean, absolutely, I know some phrases and uh, I'm not even going to try now. I'm going to just wait to fuck it up when I'm there because languages is not my strong suit. But every time I've been somewhere, I've tried to kind of like, you know, learn a bit. I mean, I'm not sure if you know completely about my Eurovision journey, but I've been through different, several, um, several different national finals uh, throughout Europe. And every time I go to one, I try to learn a bit of the language. Um, so, yeah. Definitely, I will. Um, you know, you mentioned that you're going throughout the national finals as well, but you you've been active also as a uh, po posting some Eurovision content on YouTube. Um, is it some main reason that you haven't done anything this national final season? Uh, what's up with that? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that because I have re oh. I've reacted to several songs. But um, just as I was about to hit upload, I got the call that I was going to be part of Innovoce. So I decided, you know what, let's just, let's stay silent for now and, <laughs> and see what happens, you know? So speaking of Eurovision, so obviously you're in the UK. Eurovision was in Liverpool last year. Did you get to take any of that in, see any of the shows or experience any of the stuff that was going on? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a, I wasn't able to get actually up to Liverpool. Um, but it, I think it goes about saying that the UK is definitely, in terms of the average citizen, is definitely less enthused about Eurovision than maybe <laughs> the average other European country citizens, which is so like a shame, I think. But I do think that things are changing here. And when it was in Liverpool, there was definitely a buzz, no matter where you were. People were aware of it. You know, uh, and it was it was something that people would talk about. So I didn't get to visit there, uh, Liverpool, unfortunately. But I definitely, it was kind of a surreal thing to experience it in, 
you know, my country, which I didn't think would happen. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I mean, Sam obviously did amazing. So I'm so thrilled. But um, the results of the past few years, I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's not something that I'm going to see maybe in the next however many years. So the fact that it came to Liverpool, I was like, wow, this is actually amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, it's a feeling I'll never have. Maybe Jan will have it someday if, if Slovenia gets really lucky. <laughs> Maybe this year. For sure. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So since, since you're a big Eurovision fan, we thought we'd play a quick little little game with you and get some of your reactions. So I'm going to say, okay. say a few names associated with Eurovision and you just kind of say whatever comes to mind, whatever you think when you hear the person's name. Okay. I think that'll be really easy, but we'll just be interested to see what you think. So if I say, oh God, okay. if I say Lorene, what comes to mind? Icon. Icon, right. What about Valentina Moneta? <laughs> Icon, of course. <laughs> Hopefully I'll see her soon. But I think we might have a lot of these. Uh, what about Cornelia Jacobs? Uh, I mean, you're giving me so many icons. Um, I would say, however, for Cornelia, I would say vocal tone. It just was uh, melting in your ears. Yeah, I picked her because you did. You covered her song. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I I loved her. She was amazing. Okay, maybe this one's not an icon. Maybe a different one. Achille Lauro. <laughs> Tra- traumatized. <laughs> no, um, no, he was he was very very cool. Um, but I was so jealous. I was like, no. Um, but no, yes, I'm going to stick with the answer of Triggered. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about Duncan Lawrence? Inspiration. Serhat. I would say fun because he was hilarious. Okay, tough one now. Sam Ryder. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> because, come on now, his hair. I mean, obviously he was amazing, but down that hair. It was such a Beyonce moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one could be a bit controversial. I'm going to give you two choices. Jan Olasand or Martin Osterdahl? <gasps> I feel like I shouldn't respond to this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say both. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's very... I'm going to be a fence, a fence here on this one. I mean... Um, Martin just because it's something that maybe I have more like familiarity with do you know what I mean so yeah. I'm gonna go with that hopefully I don't get in trouble for that <laughs> well, so you're, you're good to go <laughs> there you go amazing <laughs> thank you you are a Eurovision fan that's that's you know for a fact like do you have any favorite Eurovision songs to cover as an artist like or is there any scenario where you see yourself performing with a favorite artist to make a duet with um in terms of covering songs uh it's something that I always have done anyway so there's none in my mind that stick out the ones I really want to cover because I've covered a lot of my favorites However, in terms of a duet, um, I would love to do in any kind of capacity, I would love to do a song with Duncan Lawrence or especially Conchita Verst, who has always been up there as one of my favorites, uh, favorite winners, excuse me. So yeah, I think that, I think I would probably give my answers Conchita Verst. <laughs> 
That would be so fun. Wait, yeah. I have her on the list of people, but you kept saying icon, icon. I said, I, I got to pick somebody. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be Just to give you a preview, my answer would have been icon. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on how Saturday goes, do you have any plans for new music, albums, tour? Like what, what is on your cards for after this Saturday? Do you have any um, scenarios? How to go with? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of plans regardless of the result, but obviously I'm manifesting that I'm going to win. So in the event that I win, um, I'm just going to focus absolutely everything on um, the performances for May. Uh, and then following that, regardless of what happens, of course, I'll definitely be going on another European tour, of which I did actually last year as well. And of course, an EP or even an album is on the cards yeah so watch this space <laughs> perfect so we'll uh, we'll let you get back to it and and thank you so much for your time um usually end and ask you if, you if you have a message or if you want to one last thing you want to say to any potential fans listening i know with san marino it's kind of odd because there's there's no fan input it's all <laughs> But still, is there anything you'd like to say to conclude or to uh, your fans listening? We do have a lot of UK listeners, actually, so. Sure. Um, I mean, I would just say for my personal participation, um, I'm so honored to be invited back and I'm so excited. Um, and, you know, regardless of the result, I would just say, remember to just have fun. Uh, if, if anyone feels any type of way that I'm English and I'm representing San Marino, just remember that it's it's a competition, it's a lot of fun, and we're there to sort of show ourselves, represent ourselves as musicians, and I will be doing that on behalf of San Marino, but I'll absolutely be authentic in myself, and I really, really hope that everybody loves the song as much as I do. To wish you, like, really all the best with, with your uh, preparations and with your upcoming you. performance. And uh, best of luck with with Una Voce per San Marino. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. A big thanks to Aaron for taking the time to give us a glimpse behind the San Maranese curtain. He's not long now until he has to go to San Marino for rehearsals, of course. And he's got a good shot on Saturday, I think. And uh, really looking forward to see what he can do on that stage uh, in the final. And of course, that's all the time we have today. You can get more information about this episode and the links to Aaron's socials at our website, buildingbridgespod.com, and at our socials as well, which is simply at buildingbridgespod. So I thank you so much for listening. Grazie mille. And we'll be back tomorrow with our second Una Voce per San Marino special episode. 